1: The president of Build a Better Us, BJ Thompson, and licensed therapist John JP Parker are about to discuss spiritual, relational, and personal development from a refreshing perspective. Be sure to stay tuned to the end to find out how you can become a part of the BBU nation. But for now, we hope you enjoyed this conversation with BJ and JP.
2: Hello, everyone. I'm John Parker. And this is BJ Thompson. And this is the Build a Better Us podcast. Today, we're talking about outrage culture, mm. um, angry time. You know, we're we're in a, a society now, we've kind of been there for the last few years, where anything and everything can be a source of extreme frustration, anger, joy, sadness, like Twitter all these issues. fingers. Sh- Twitter fingers, beef, like all of these extremes that can be gone to because of this Outrage culture mm. um, and How would you describe Outrage Outrage culture Like in your your, your humble, honest opinion Okay, thank you so much uh, Thank uh-huh. you for the floor uh, I Dr.
3: Uh, JP So what I would say is Outrage culture to me Started uh, probably about 2013, 2014 mm-hmm. With the growth of social media And I think With the awareness of social issues
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
3: And You know, people will often mention, oh, I wish we could go back to the 2009, Mm -hmm. you know, social media where Mm -hmm. there seemed to just kind of be this copaesthetic experience where people would kind of make light of things and Mm -hmm. it wasn't a big deal. And there were no serious issues to tackle, right? No feelings, Um, no feelings, no feelings. Yeah, there's no feelings because we were were not watching the news, right? Remember, Mm -hmm. and I think we need to remember this, millennials forget they stop watching the actual news.
2: Right. Yeah. 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 Right. Yeah. Yeah.
3: So the news came over to social media.
2: Right. 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 Where the cultural sensitivity meter went to a place where if you could be offended, you were. Right. Listen, let me let me
3: say this, though. Mm -hmm. But I think the reason why outrage culture exists the way it does is for the first time, some of the voices that have been coached have the opportunity to be heard. Right? right.
2: Right. Right. And yeah. so
3: where you go, oh, this is a simple thing. And there's a, a news anchor and they are communicating to Someone got shot. Right. Mm-hmm, now, you mm-hmm. know, they say in a very monotone type of way, yeah, social yeah. media says that's my cousin.
2: Right. Um, yeah.
3: We were walking down the street and, and it brings a lot of context. And so what I would say is what I what I perceive about outrage culture is. For the first time, these individuals from different perspectives have the capacity to chime in on their own story, on their own lives in ways that other people have to actually pay attention to. Mm-hmm. Right? And it's emotionally filled. It's it's not the news anchor who goes and has makeup on and has prepared this well, hopefully, you know, well researched story. It's your friend. Who right. has 50,000 followers mm-hmm. and now giving commentary on it with an emotional twist. And so for me, outrage culture is simply the human experience, um, but experience across the spectrum, you know, in conjunction with bots, in conjunction with news analysts, in conjunction mm-hmm. with people who have hobby horses. And mm-hmm. then multiplied impact across social media. So,
1: mm-hmm.
3: yeah, mm-hmm. talk to us about an incident. Any uh, what, What's a, re- a recent incident where we can see outrage culture play itself out?
2: Yeah, it's funny as a side note, and I'm really a short side note. <laughs> outrage, <laughs> no, for real, for real to sign. It's funny how outrage culture, I think, started off in a good place where it was like, yo, people were trying to speak up. And address things where they felt were problematic, mm. but like you said, they didn't have a voice for that, right? Yeah. So if you have a situation, use this a real silly example. You remember like Sweet Brown, where her whatever name oh, was, oh, like oh, ain't nobody oh, got time, time for that, that. bro. Yeah. Ain't nobody got time for that, right? Yeah. So on its face, like that is a hilarious remix, right? Yeah, but then people start doing, Shout out to Antoine Johnson. Right, right, right. Ain't nobody got time for that. As well as they out here raping everybody. Right, you know <laughs> what I'm saying? Hide your kids, hide your wife. Right, and so you have a situation where you have two people of color who were being interviewed by the news who were at first at face value seen as comical characters, but then people started making money because of the ringtone mm, situation, right? I forgot Remember about this? the
3: ringtones. Right? I forgot about the ringtone Come Go on, ahead. right? So Go if ahead. there
2: wasn't that element of someone making money, potentially exploiting these either very intelligent or unintelligent or seemingly dim-witted people or whatever wow. the case may be, you probably wouldn't have had the outrage that happened because people are like, wait a minute, The people that are being interviewed and the people that are being made fun of and the people that are actually making this thing work aren't getting a dime of all this money that the people Mm. are making from the YouTube and the downloads and all of that, right? So you have this place where it's like people are trying to like be outraged for a cause and then it just spills over into everybody's homophobic, everybody's anti-Semitic, everybody's this, everybody's that, everybody's this because of the comments and or the things that they say, right? Is that, is that fair? No, that's fair. fair. That's fair. Right? That's fair. Come on, doc. Keep walking. So, so I'm good. I just wanted to make that short, right? Because I, I think it started at a fair place, but then it became a place where I think trophy culture in terms of like participation, trophy culture kicks in. And now everybody's heard about everything because Ooh. of the nature of being able to- Hold on, hold on, hold on. back up, okay. Back okay. up, back up. Say okay. that
3: okay. now. Say that again. Back up. Say that slowly. Go ahead. Say that okay. again. Okay. Slowly.
2: I, walk, walk away slowly. <laughs> Say that again. Slowly. No, though. you just want me to put my foot in my mouth or something. No, That's what oh you're no, trying no, to no, do. No, 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 no. You're right, making right. a great point. Go ahead. Okay, cool. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, so you have a situation where I think outrage culture begins to like be the kettle that boils over, boils over because you have a situation where people who grew up in a world where Everyone should be heard. Everybody should win. Everybody should get a trophy for participating and in those situations, people that normally not necessarily would have got ignored when they got their feelings hurt or or but rather would have had to rise to the occasion and not be able to wallow and dwell on their soaking sunken place mm. like historically, it's not necessarily like like. Pull yourself up by your bootstraps. I'm not talking about that. And I'm not really saying, like, hey, grin and bear it or walk it off. You know, you get an injury, walk it off. Um, I had a guy in high school we who. Don't dislocated
3: we don't rust out. <laughs>
2: <laughs> right, right, right. Bro, I had a friend in the high school who dislocated his shoulder playing football, and the coach was like, walk it off. Whoa. Like, like, like. No, bro, he's really injured. And the coach, like, ah, like that's that's where people used to be. Coach, at. That's my where leg's we out were at.
3: My foot is out of socket. Walk
2: it off. Walk it off. Walk it off right now. Walk it out. Walk it out. Go ahead. Eastside, walk it out. So you can see the contrast of like culture clash, right? Generation clash, where you have a walk it off culture and you have a culture like, my voice, I, I deserve a, a seat at the table. You must hear me, right? So you have the situation where. It's fine to want to be heard. It's fine to to have a seat at the table. It's fine to like like speak up for the underdog and care for the poor and care for the widowed and 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 help people that don't necessarily have a, a place in society. But when it becomes too much, is that you have people who who have like this bent towards everything and anything being problematic that can be problematic and not offering solutions to these problems. I got ahead. I'm sorry. I got ahead of myself. We weren't supposed to talk about that yet, but just the idea that they just want to complain. They just want to make a fuss. They just want to speak up because historically, maybe these people didn't have a bullhorn and because of social media and all these different outlets and keyboards and comment pages and all that other stuff. Now they have a voice and everything is problematic.
3: No, this is good. So, so let me just say this to create, you know the fairness
2: yeah. of this conversation. Yes, yes I think please. for the
3: first time we realize that this is not an issue for them. Mm-hmm. It's our issue, right? Like right. these things right, right. are affecting us. And so you mm-hmm. say, "Oh, I don't care if the government shuts down until you work at the airport."
2: Right. Exactly. Right.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I don't care what they do with you know uh, human beings' rights. Until your food is affected. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, I don't care about these things, you know, a police injustice mm-hmm. until someone mm-hmm. that looks like you
2: mm-hmm. is laying
3: on the ground for four hours, right?
2: Right, 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 right. I
3: think part of the issue of outrage culture is for the very first time we realize, oh, that's my issue,
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Like, because the people who are perpetuating yeah. the narratives, it's just business as usual. They're not doing anything right. different. Right. JP, right, right, they're right, right. not saying anything different than what they would typically say. Yeah. We are just responding in ways that can be heard that are contrary to what's being said because for the first time we realize, oh, wow, that's our issue. Now, again, we can talk about groupthink and how people just think Based off of the fact that other people are saying things, therefore, they kind of go with it, right?
2: hmm Yeah, but yeah, yeah. I will yeah. also
3: say there are people who have genuine gripes about those things. They have unique perspectives to those things. They have historical perspectives about those things. And they contribute them in a way that creates tension to a conversation given the globalization that's occurring, right? Is that too
2: much? Right, right. Right. No, 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 no. Okay. No, I just want to make sure. That's good. Hey, hey, hey. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I try to make it plain for the people. You got to make it plain for the people, I and, I, and I appreciate that, huh? right? All right, I appreciate that. Uh-huh. And so, listen and listen. So, getting back to your your question <laughs> that you asked me, that was supposed to be a short one, but like, like seeing examples, right? So, I have a, a an example, and then I have I uh, I just want to I didn't tell you about this other one, but I to, I want to give you a tweet that that, oh, that oh, go ahead, give me the example. tweets,
3: give me the outrage oh. culture
2: tweets. Go ahead. Okay. So I'll do that in a second. So the biggest thing is that happened in recent times is you have this video that takes place where you have a, a Caucasian young man, a, a several Caucasian young men uh, in Washington, D.C., with uh, Make America Great Again hats on, mm-hmm. standing in front of a Native American First Nations, uh, whatever title you want to give, elder, um, beating a drum, right? This, this, this is the video you can see. You, 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 the thing that becomes the most popular is just this, this clip of the video. You don't get before, you don't get after, you just get this particular scene. Okay. Group of young white men with the hats on that already have their own kind of thing, you know, connotation to the MAGA hats. You have an older Native American man beating a drum. The bigger story that we hear later, oh, and then the outrage becomes these guys are disrespectful, or the native the Native American guy was disrespectful, or these guys have the right to do this and he has the right to do this. So you have this this outrage that comes on both ends, right?
3: Yeah. Um, and then you to the plot he, twist. Don't forget about the plot twist. And then you oh, have yeah. Hebrew Israelites.
2: Oh, well, that's the bigger picture. That's when we that's when we pull the camera back, right? When okay, we got out, it. Right? I got it. You got it. Hebrew Israelites so, in the back. So, in so debate the, the, with the MAGA hat kids. Right, okay, go right, ahead. right. So the bigger picture supposedly is that you have these black Hebrew Israelites who are yelling and talking slick to the to the young white kids. Then you have the Native American guy who walks in the middle of that and beats his drum as a way of bringing peace mm. to the situation. Mm. Right, so that's the bigger picture. That's supposedly the bigger picture. This group gets into it with this group. The Native American gentleman comes in, beats his drum. It's a peace drum. He had supposedly prayed before he did it. Mm. Ancestor said, I'm, I guess I shouldn't have said that because I don't know if the ancestors told him that or not. But however, he ca- it came to him that he should go into the middle of this group and beat the drum. He was beating the drum, not as trying to get, you know, be in anybody's face, not to be disrespectful. It was just his way of being bringing peace. And then the narrative becomes, Young white dudes are disrespectful to the old Native American. The old Native American is disrespectful to the young white dudes. Yeah. Da, 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 all this stuff back and forth, back and forth, Irish back culture. and forth. Outrage <laughs> culture. Right, right. <laughs> Outrage culture. Right. It becomes a PR nightmare. The principal's apologizing because there were some high, cause they were high school students on a tree. The native
3: you know what I mean? Like, it's just like... i on camera, listen. And they got him on national television with right, no hat right. on, looking like a little cat. Listen, looking like a school yeah. kid. <laughs> looking like right. the child he should have been in that thing. Yeah, right. absolutely. Go ahead. Right. Outrage culture. Then,
2: right, right, right. And so you have this thing where it's just like, bro, like, it just becomes bigger than it really is. Mm. But more importantly, people can choose sides and yell at each other, right? Mm. And the issue with outrage culture is that you can kind of like... Anybody that disagrees with you or anybody that doesn't have your back 100% and I literally said this in in one of my psychology classes uh, years ago that the problem with people and this was before outrage culture became a thing is that now in the, and this was probably 2006 I had this conversation in one of my psychology classes
0: Mm.
2: um, that people, and this is in San Francisco State University in the Bay Area. We're having a conversation about race and culture and sexual identities and all these different things. My simple statement was the problem with us and where we are is that if somebody is not for you, you assume they are against you. Wow. Right. If somebody is not for you, you assume they are against you. Mm. It can't be simply like, hey, this ain't my fight. Hey, I don't know enough information. Hey, I can't really make a decision right now. No, it's automatically we jump to the decision and the conclusion that you are an enemy and you are against me. Good. And I think that's where outrage culture comes from. Right? I'm just connecting dots, bro. I'm not a prophet. I'm just talking. You know what I'm saying? I'm just a Parker. I ain't a prophet. I'm a Parker. So what happens is... That you grow from a descent of, if you're not with me, you're against me. Now I have some kind of public platform, be it Facebook, be it Twitter, be it Instagram, Good. where I can now lump all these people that are against me as bigots. That's right. As racists, as sexists, yeah. as homophobics, as xenophobic. Like, you know what I'm saying? You can just lump these people in those, in those places. And then now you just have this melting pot of nastiness Ooh. that becomes outrage culture. Right? Ooh. Right, mercy. Okay, and then you have a lighter side of things, but still becomes problematic. And I'm gonna read you this tweet if you're okay with that. No, are, read, read are you alright with that? Read them.
3: Just edit. Okay. make sure they, they're safe for the kids.
2: Go ahead. No, it's safe for the kids. It's safe for the kids. <laughs> this 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 quote is about Lion King. Right. It yeah. says this is this is a real tweet. The Lion King was a good movie, but let's discuss the problematic misogynist message that it is portraying. Right. It followed Simba, the male, and it didn't show the journey of Nala, the woman. Also, the title is Lion King, capital K-I-N-G, not Lion Queen, Mm. implying women can't lead. Mm. let Let me give it to you again. The Lion King was a good movie, but let's discuss the problematic, misogynist message that it was portraying. It followed Simba, the male, and it didn't show the journey of Nala, the woman. Also the title is Lion King not Lion Queen implying the implying women can't lead. So here in lies the problematic nature of outrage culture. Yeah. You take a movie that may or, I don't know what the writers were thinking. I don't know if the writers had some type of underlying misogynist message that they were trying to articulate through this film, mm. right? This person that sends this tweet is in such a place by whatever has happened to this person in their life, right, that not only do they see the problem with the lead cartoon character being a male lion and the movie being focused on his life. Now, let's see here. When you think about the jungle and when you think about animals, most people are most familiar with the lion and the male lion who becomes the king, the lead, the king, right? That's that's what happens, right? So this movie is imitating what happens in real life. Real male lions fight other real male lions. One male lion dies. That new male lion, the young boy, usually kills the old one or runs the old ones off. He becomes the new headline, hmm. right? It's just it's just real life, right? So this person is in a place where real life. Applications and real life things that happen in a cartoon movie. Mind you, this is a cartoon. This is a cartoon. This is not Grease. Go ahead. <laughs> right. Right. Becomes problematic. They don't. This this person has a problem that they don't have enough of a backstory of Nala, who the movie wasn't about. Right. It wasn't about her. It was about Simba. And then she's mad at the title because it's called Lion King. Yeah. And then says, because it's called Lion King, somehow this title is implying that women can't lead.
3: Yeah, it's, it's rough. Here's what I hear you saying in all of this. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're going to clean it up. Come I have on to. Now. I, I got to. For and... little, you know, I'm a, I'm the good cop in this situation. Yeah yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. What I'm hearing you say is that sometimes, you know, in our desire to be heard, we can— sometimes go to the opposite extreme of, of what we want to actually communicate, right? So we end up becoming much more polarizing and a lack of awareness for the other or a lack of awareness for the intent or a lack of historical perspective that creates an outrage, though genuine, is not reflective for all the variables of the context, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so what what I think in a lot of ways for us you know, it, it's kind of like this, man. I'll give you... This is the perfect illustration. I'll, I'll give it to you. Um, I've been married for 17 years, and we have three children, 15, 11, and 9 years old. Okay? get it right. Uh-huh. Yeah, so this year will be 17 years. And um, I remember I was traveling somewhere um, via plane, and we mm-hmm. were in on the plane, and someone's kid. I was single. I was like 19, 20 years old, single, and someone's kid was like throwing a fit on the plane. JP, I'm mm, talking about mm-hmm. like, I mean, you know this. Uh, you, you've seen it. You got little ones, so you understand when they go into that mode. Yeah. And I yeah. remember thinking to myself, "Yo, you if that was my kid, my child <laughs> would not be doing this right now, right?" Right. right. And so mm-hmm. I, you know, began to in my mind give out parental lessons. Right, because mm. that's what I'm gonna do. I, you know, right. I, I may not be a parent, but I can right. surely do better yeah. than the yeah. individual who is yeah. raising his child. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And and you know, I felt this righteous um, indignation to, mm. in some ways, mm-hmm. chastise this individual simply because you know they were not caring for their kids. Right.
2: Fast forward,
3: three years later, married with one child, and Mm -hmm. we fly to California, and my daughter, uh, in some ways, begins to act out. And I think, oh my God, I'm that parent, Uh and it's not as easy as I thought, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And here's what I realized with some of this outrage culture, right? is, you know, people think certain things are easy because they're not involved in the work, Mm. Mm -hmm. right? Because Mm -hmm. when you Mm -hmm. get involved in the actual work, it elicits much more empathy towards the individuals because you know the true variables. And this is my greatest concern
0: with outrage culture. Yeah. Be our guest and browse all of our free resources and low-cost Bible studies at beyondordinarywomen.org.
3: So you are invested in this idea of economic equality, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I think that we have a big issue with that. Listen, are you involved in the work? Right. Right? Right. You know, are you willing to take a pay cut? In order to create gender balance and economic equality? Like, listen, if you really believe, you know, black folks or people of color are, you know, have the innate dignity, listen, are you willing to let them live in your neighborhoods without moving? What listen, what if a bunch of move in? Yeah. Are you gonna sell your house? Are you gonna say that the property values are leaving? Right? (laughs) And so what you realize in a lot of ways is that we have moved to a place, an outrage culture, where we feel the freedom to express our thoughts with zero responsibility to respond to those things, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. JP, how do you see this idea of the growth of freedom to express without the responsibility starting to happen? And I, and I know you've kind of already, that's kind of your horse anyway, right? you already been kind of... <laughs> you know, sharing that with the, with the audience. Yeah. How do you yeah. see people expressing, you know, freedom of thoughts without the responsibility of acting?
2: I mean, from the trolling to again, like we said, the the Twitter fingers um, to the disrespectful nature in which people have discord, um, the brazenness in which people, can sling insults and make racist and sexist and whatever type of comments, all without being in front of somebody's face. Mm. Um, being behind a keyboard and a computer screen, being behind an iPhone or a Samsung or a Nokia, or a shout out to all the cell phone companies, um, sponsorships, you know. Um, so being able to be in a position where you know, you don't have to face the consequences for the things you do because you don't say them in real life. Do you remember the phrase, say it to my face? Yeah. That doesn't exist anymore. Really? And w- bro, do you remember having to really think through a conversation? Because if you say this to this person's face, they may punch at your face.
3: Uh, you it happens to me I'm every saying? day. No, no, this is,
2: I, I never got, y'all got away with that. I never got away from that. I've always had to say stuff to people's face. Hey, so what I'm saying is when you move from a position into which you no longer have to say it to somebody's face, you have the freedom to let it fly. Good. Good. And I and think because of the lack of having to have real consequences— for the things that you do and say, good. Outside of you know, this is where outrage culture again. You've seen the videos now where somebody will do something racist, or they'll follow somebody home, or they'll assume that somebody doesn't live in that building, yeah. And then people will go ham and like put the people's pictures up, wow. make sure they get fired from their job. Yeah, you know, yeah, you've seen that type yeah, of stuff, yeah, right? Yeah, 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 so no, it's no. kind of like there's I'm this bad. this my move, right, 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 right. There's this balance in the universe when it comes to outrage culture, where sometimes things work out, but the again, like people. They don't, they don't realize these people that end up losing their jobs is because they don't realize, oh, I'm not behind a, a keyboard right now. Mm. So they try to take that same outrage culture and have it in real life, not realizing like, hey, what you're doing right now is asinine. What you're doing right now is not beneficial. What you're doing right now is something that can really get you hurt. Wow. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. And so I think for me, that's that's the biggest piece to where we are is that you can't have good, honest dialogue. Um, people don't grow and develop because... The minute you say something, somebody becomes so inflamed that what you say becomes misconstrued yeah. or misheard uh, or, or or mislabeled, and we we don't live in a space where. Um, people can actually grow if they think out loud or if they miss miss say something or if they, you know what I mean, have real feelings about something and someone can just politely say, hey, man, like, let's think through this a little bit more. Yeah, 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 um, and, yeah. and we're
3: missing out. Yeah, so I, I think that you know, I love the point about we are missing out. And I think really, and a lot of times, JP, that the reason why we're missing out is because we are actually disconnected to what it would mean to create change. This is what I mean when I say, Putting your hand to the plow, being a parent changes, it gives you a new level of empathy. It gives you a new measure of patience. And you realize, oh, this isn't as easy as it looks, right? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. you know, we we say it all the time you know, treat people like yourself, treat your neighbor as yourself. Listen, if you were to actually do that, you would realize wait, maybe this MAGA hat is disrespectful. We're not talking about a moment of time. We're talking about a history of centuries in a nation that was built on white supremacy, right? Maybe these And immigration. <laughs> and listen, and, and listen, and the and the genocide of natives, right? Like yeah. we're talking 70 up to 70 million natives in a mm-hmm. form of genocide, right? So maybe that is it or maybe this, maybe these children do possess a level of naivete because they really don't know right like Mm -hmm. what does that mean that these young men they go oh i just bought this from the vendor i'm like have you met anyone who bought something from someone and did not fully know and grasp its cultural meaning Right? right
2: right yeah and this yeah. is
3: what I mean when I say we're lacking empathy, is you know, we always say, Oh, it's two sides of the story. In some ways, JP, that's true. There are different vantage points to the story, but in order to create the vantage points, you have to have different information. Right? Yeah, yeah. And yeah. so part of what I see with outrage culture is this it has unearthed issues. But it has not created a lot of solutions, right? And so just turning a corner a little bit more with it, you know, when we start talking about, man, what do you do when you you painfully, for the first time, recognize issues, right? How do you then respond in a way that outgrows outrage culture? Come on, JP. How do you help your clients outgrow outrage culture when, for the first time, maybe they realize, oh, wow, this is an issue? And I, and I need to do something. Go ahead. How do you help people outgrow
2: outrage culture? One of the first steps is recognizing your own sensitivities to things. Mm. Um, and mean? I say that because, yeah, our sensitivities are the things that are going to make us participate and be participants in the outrage, mm. right? So if I am a black male, which is true, yeah, to whatever level or Degree, you want to give black a title, and another black male is unarmed and he's shot in the back by, say, a police officer or community citizen or somebody that's uh, maybe the neighborhood that's watch exactly commander. right. We're just thinking the same thing, we got the same right. Mind. Go ahead, bro. Right, go ahead. <laughs> and so, when I'm on the internets and I see somebody say something, if I'm on the Facebooks, if I'm on, on the, the Twitters, if I'm you know what I'm saying? If I'm on the Instagrams, S on the end of everything. And if my immediate response to somebody's comment or a post or whatever is to spaz out mm. my sensitivity mm. to that subject matter is what's leading me to want to become outraged, right? Now, that doesn't mean the outrage is unjustified. That does not mean that outrage good, is not is not okay, but it can become misplaced or problematic if it's not displayed in the right way. Wow. Right. So in checking your insecurities or your, you know, the spots that really rub you the wrong way the most, in investigating your sensitivities, you will become aware of the subject matter in which you need to be very mindful and careful of how you approach it. Good. Good. Um, Go ahead, bro. This is good. Go ahead. Yeah. Keep going. Okay. All right. Um, and then I think another area in which you can minimize the negative effects or negative consequences of outrage culture is one, try to understand the place in which the speaker or the person who has posted or said or whatever is coming from. Yeah. Or to get more information, right? If... I Had no, and I didn't do this, but for say, for instance, I saw the video of the young men going in on a Native American dude yelling out, build that wall, yeah, yeah. having the magnet, and they act, said having it. smug, roots, listen, right? And you know it. what I'm go saying? Ahead. They said it and they right. did it, go right. ahead, right. got the t shirt. If I had, right, exactly, right, and what if I went on a tangent and went all out, da, 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 not knowing that, oh, this incident didn't even really have anything to do with these two parties, it had to do with these. Hebrew Israelites yelling all kind of madness, which they do, and I've seen in person and on television yeah, and in yeah. social media and in YouTube, I'm like, oh. So these guys up here were the instigators, but they kind of stepped away or the focus wasn't on them, and it went to these other two agitated maybe situations. Yeah. And so what I'm saying in that is until we know the full story or gather as much about it as we possibly can and doing due diligence, we need not participate in the outrage thereof. Yeah. Right? You, you need to know more. You need to be more informed. You need to be more educated. And or you need to try to have an understanding of the person or the people or whatever that has said this thing to you that's so egregious, right? Yeah. Um, and after your investigations, after you put yourself in that person's shoes, you may still come to the same conclusion, but at least you've given yourself time to come to a wise conclusion, right? To actually Good. have facts as much as possible that can back the decision you've made to either participate in the outrage or to kind of do something more productive.
3: No, this is so good. This is so good. Yeah. So one of my applications for responding to application culture is this. Outrage culture. Yeah. Outrage culture is it's hard to loudly complain when your hands are busy at work. Right. Mm
2: -hmm. It's just hard. Mm -hmm.
3: It's hard to do it. Right. And I think that outrage culture really exists on the moment of outrage it is not willing to put in the work when this is no longer glamorous, right? So outrage mm-hmm. culture responds when everybody says it and it's a big deal. Listen, mm-hmm. if this thing is not an actual thing of conviction for you,
0: mm-hmm.
3: yeah. you will only be outraged when the culture is outraged. right? If yes. this is an yeah. area of conscience for you, you will develop a work Around all of this. You'll develop a lot of consistency when it's not seen. And so truthfully, you don't know what you're passionate about online until you're willing to work on it offline.
2: Hey, come on. Say that again, bro. Come on. Come on, man.
3: We can't really tell what you're passionate about authentically online Mm -hmm. until Mm -hmm. you're willing to put in sweat, blood, and tears offline towards resolving those issues, right? And so, Mm -hmm. again, Mm -hmm. I think that one of the things that we can learn from Outrage Cultures, okay, for the first time, maybe you realize this is your issue, but now that means you're putting in sweat equity and to some of the polarization with some of these tribes, when you are authentic about your cause, it forces you to work with people who don't think like you, right? So some of these Mm -hmm. gender issues, right? Well, if you Mm -hmm. have to work with people Who have different perspectives of faith communities Or they have Mm -hmm. different same gendered issues Listen, it Mm -hmm. forces you to be much more balanced Because your allies have different perspectives And the thing you really want to get accomplished You're going to need multiple people You can't work in a small tribe, right? Mm -hmm. And so it creates the balance for you Because your hands are busy at work And listen to this, you have real relationships You have real relationship with the other person. You're not just trying to push an agenda, which allows you to dehumanize people as you participate in outrage culture. JP, any final encouragements of applications for outgrowing outrage culture?
2: Yeah, one of the best quotes I've heard that has multiple applications, but I think kind of really sits well in the outrage culture is i was actually trailing a a leader of a church and someone was coming to him with all this drama and he was just going on and going on that guy stopped him and he said hey you know what you're giving me a bunch of problems but you're not giving me any solutions wow and in that moment what he was saying you're telling me what you can't pass this because the budget of this because of that because this person won't do this because you can't do that he was like yo but what are you going to do about the problem, right? So if you have the mindset that, hey, unless I'm going to offer a solution, unless I'm going to be positive, unless I'm going to actually give something to this thing, then I need to not enter into this conversation. I need to not dump my issues on somebody else. And so I think when we're talking about how do you actively work against you being a part of the negativity of the outrage culture, come with solutions, identify things that can be done better, do make your response something that someone's going to say, oh, shoot, I didn't think of that. That's a good idea. As opposed to trying to do it for the likes, trying to do it for the thumbs Ooh. up, trying to do it for the heart. Oh, so you are finna you, you know have I mean? to go
3: into the, the heart of it. So you mean when you're not willing to put in the work offline and you think tweeting is a work or posting on Instagram or Facebook is a work, that it's potential that you're doing it for the likes?
2: playing yourself. Whoa. That's exactly why you're doing it. Go ahead. That's exactly why. Go you're ahead, doing. Bro. <laughs> go Come ahead. on, man. Unless, unless somebody, unless your job somebody pays you to be the, the tweet master, you know what I'm saying? To be the troll master. If, if it, unless you literally have a job in which someone says, Hey, I need you to go to these websites, go in the comment section and leave great ideas. You know what I'm saying? Like you're, you're doing it for the likes, wow. man. You're doing it for the attention. It's a subconscious pool wow. to have somebody validate what you're saying. Wow! And so what I'm saying is to avoid all of that shenanigan. If you're not going to do it in real life, if you're not going to do it in real time, Ooh. or if you're not going to bring a solution to the table, just keep it to yourself. Wow! You know what I'm We're saying? We're gonna end just, on that. Just, oh my gosh! <laughs> uh-huh.
3: <laughs> uh Uh We can. We can. End, we can end on that. And yeah. So all if right. people want to bring this to real life and listen and actually leave something valuable, you know, besides their opinion, what's something they can do to to bring it to real life to learn how. To take this complicated issue and bring it to real life, what, what what can people do, JP? Yeah,
2: man. When someone's confused on how to disengage or how to engage properly in the outrage culture, um, they can go to the BuildABetterUs.com website. Uh, they can go to the Get Involved tab and scroll down to where it says Find a Coach, um, and you can get some game. You can get some life coaching. You can get some some good perspective from from all different walks of life um, that can help you engage properly into this outrage. Culture. good good yeah because our job is to help you become
3: a better you so that we can become a better us all right thanks for listening
1: thank you for tuning in to the build a better us podcast don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on itunes soundcloud or wherever podcasts are played you too can become a part of the bbu nation today by continuing these discussions on social media Be sure to go like our Facebook page, follow us on Twitter at Build A Better Us, and on Instagram at BBU Social. To keep up with other exciting events and resources, visit our website at buildabetterus.com. On behalf of the entire BBU team, we'll see you next time on the Build A Better Us podcast.